friends, our second lesson is from the fourth chapter of Mark's Gospel, verses 26 through 34. Jesus also said, The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle because the harvest has come. Jesus also said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we did not come this day to hear a human word. No, we came this day to hear you speak your words of love and life into our lives. And so we all pray together that your Holy Spirit would come and take the words of this sermon and make them only of you. May everything that is human fall away so that we may hear you this day. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I think it's probably a sign of how little I get out of the house that I'm about to tell you about a movie from the 1940s and 50s. But it's an old movie called Inherit the Wind. And it's the one with Spencer Tracy who is in it. It's a great movie. And it's about the Scopes Monkey Trials in Dayton, Tennessee. So just a little refresher for those of you who weren't around in the 50s. Um, it's the story of John Scopes, who was a high school teacher. And he taught the theory of evolution to his class. And that was against the law. So he was brought in front of the court. He was defended by the great Clarence Darrow, but the man who prosecuted him was perhaps even more of a lion of a figure. His name was William Jennings Bryan. He had before been a three-time nominee for the presidency. He was an incredible legislature. But as his life came to an end, he found himself more and more defending the ideas of fundamentalism in religion. And so it turns out that William Jennings Bryan wins. This school teacher has to pay $100. But at the end of the movie, there are two characters who are talking. One of them is the newspaper publisher, H.L. Mencken, and the other one is Clarence Darrow. And Mencken, who is an agnostic, says, I don't know why anybody's grieving over William Jennings Bryan. He died right after the trial. Why would you grieve over that Bible thumper? And Clarence Darrow says, you need to remember that a giant once lived in that body. But the man got lost because he looked too high and too far away for God. 
coming out of this Christmas season, we remember that there was a time when God was high and far away. But in the person of Jesus Christ, God has come near. God, in the person of Jesus, has walked with humanity, has taught humanity. No longer do we have a remote God, but we have a God who is here among us. We have that same God and Jesus Christ with us today in the person of the Holy Spirit. But one of the things Jesus did over and over again, particularly in Mark's gospel, which we're going to be in for several weeks, is he taught about what the kingdom of God was like. And he did it with parables. Now, I don't know how many of y'all are familiar with parables. Parables are told in all of the gospels. And more often than not, nobody understands what they mean. Even those good old disciples who Jesus gives the answer to in our passage today, even they struggle with understanding what parables mean. They are expecting Jesus to come and just tell them the way things are. And that's not what Jesus does. Instead, he talks to them in parables. The purpose of a parable is not to give you direct communication. The purpose of a parable is to invite you in so that you start thinking about what Jesus wants you to think about. The purpose of a parable is not, this is what you should do. The purpose of a parable is the kingdom of heaven is like so that you'll start dreaming and thinking about what the kingdom of heaven is like. A parable is less a set of instructions and it's more like good poetry or music. It inspires the soul. It gets inside of you and it gets you to dream about what the kingdom of heaven might be like. And so we, as followers of Jesus Christ, we are to be people who wrestle with this idea. What is the kingdom of heaven like? There's good news in these parables. Because what Jesus reminds us in both of these, when he tells us about the farmer who has seeds that he plants, and he goes to bed and he wakes up, and he goes to bed and he wakes up, is that it is God who does the growing in the kingdom. Not everything is our responsibility. God takes our small human efforts and makes them more than they would be on our own. That's the good news of this parable. In the same way, God can take our smallest of efforts, like a mustard seed, and make it into something larger that grows and gives life to the birds of the air. And so we are to be a people who enter into this parable with Jesus. Parables take seriously the idea, if Jesus were with you, if your whole life was dedicated to nothing more than living with God, what would the kingdom look like? Now, if you're like me, I've never been able to pull off directing all of myself to God, to living completely for Jesus Christ. There is sin within me. But Jesus reminds us that even our smallest efforts matter. And so we are to be a community that asks the question, what is the kingdom of heaven like here and now? In the past couple of years, this church 
through the leadership of the church, your elders and deacons, has answered that question in a number of different ways. The kingdom of heaven is like a church that raises money and lines up volunteers to help a refugee family. That's what the kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven is like a church who raises money and organizes volunteers to help Village of Promise to help raise those families out of poverty that strikes them generation after generation. That's what the kingdom of heaven is like. And the kingdom of heaven is like a church that commits itself to loving one another and loving others over and over again. I tell you all the time, we don't have to all like each other, but we have to all love one another because that's what Jesus taught us. That's what the kingdom of heaven is like. And today when we install new elders and new deacons, they will be asked too to dream about what the kingdom of heaven might be like here in this place. You are being asked to dream about what the kingdom of God might be like here at First Pres in Huntsville and even around the world. We're supposed to enter in the discussion and dream with Jesus and answer it as best as we can, knowing that our small efforts can grow something great. So many years ago, when my oldest daughter was six, I'm looking at her in the balcony, um, we would have prayer time when she went to bed. And usually the way it started is that I would start and I would say a prayer and then I would turn it over to her. So on this night, we're sitting on the bed and I say my prayer and then she says, Dear God, please give the homeless good things like Sprite and ribs. Now, I don't know if we'd had barbecue ribs that night for dinner, but I know for a six-year-old, she wanted homeless people to have the good things that she had. She wanted everyone to have these delicious things in their life. That's what the kingdom of heaven was like. And so now the question is, what is the kingdom of heaven like for you? And can we, as a church together, work toward it? May you ask the question this day and many days next, what is the kingdom of heaven like? And thanks be to God that God is responsible for the growth and we're responsible for the seeds. Amen.